Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ed. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com, on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Bernal. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. We are currently streaming live on Ustream. It's our new recording night, Monday night, usually 7.30 PST. Follow us on Twitter for the details. We have lots of people in the chat room, and we are back to discuss the first episode of Season 4, The New Rachel, hashtag Jennifer. How are you tonight? <laughs> you don't hashtag at the end of the word. I, Josh. Shh, shh. Um, I was. It confused. was funny. I was confused. I was like, hashtag Jennifer what? <laughs> hashtag uh, Jennifer what? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Jennifer. I was on a roll. I was just love. going with it. <laughs> I had a radio moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm doing good. I, I think I, I caught Josh's uh, throat tickle thing. So I'm, I'm recovering from that. But I'm doing well. You know. Getting by, getting busy. My brother's in town. That's true. Little, he should be arriving little, any minute. Yeah. So that was kind of my way of introducing the future interruption. <laughs> yes. So if at some point somebody walks in the room and goes, what the hell are you people doing? <laughs> That'll be Jennifer's yeah. brother. So, uh, we made him good. watch Glee yesterday and he fell asleep. <laughs> well, in his defense, he had done a marathon relay the day before, got a half hour sleep before getting on a plane and flying cross country. So, you know, I... I wouldn't blame the source of the material. <laughs> His now. superpower is sleeping. It is. Anywhere, He's amazing. Any place, any positions. I'm envious. It's 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 like a magic trick. Ed, yeah. how's things in Florida? Uh, things are things are overall awesome. There's like really stupid shit that I shouldn't be upset about. So yeah, things are in general awesome. Um, and and uh, in in like personal achievement, I've I've been reading. MJ's big blog for literally my entire life, and and I, I I've got I got like a gig writing on there now. It's so exciting. Yes, awesome. you're covering uh, Australian Idol for MJ's big X, blog. X Factor Australia. Yeah, there I'm so go. excited. Who are and the they, judges on X Factor Australia? Uh, Ronan Keaton from Boyzone, Mel B from the Spice Girls, Natalie Bassingwaite from from the soap opera. Some soap opera on Australian television, and she's from Rogue Traders. She was the singer in there, and Guy Sebastian, the original Australian Idol. Wow, that's no one I know. Okay, who's the Spice Girl? <laughs> this Mel B. Mel, oh, Mel B. Oh, Mel B. Scary, okay. Spice. Scary Spice. I like her. Yes, she's uh, a, she's a fun, like, is she the Mel only B. one who didn't have a solo single? I think she's the no, only one. No, who she, didn't know. no, she has she has solo stuff. Don't, oh, they yeah. all have solo stuff. Don't don't, <laughs> get, don't get crazy on me. I used to play Mel C on that. Uh, cruise ship all the time 
I like play Melsey's I Turn to You. Oh yeah, how, how do you not play I Turn to You? Hex Hex Nectar Remix or whatever. It's like constantly Hex, every I night. Mean, I, how do you not every night? And then, but <laughs> Melanie C. Side note, Melanie C. Has some <laughs> great new stuff. And like for like a, there was like a Twitter week that I was like ranting about her like every day. I was like, you were like needs new stuff. Melanie sees new stuff. <laughs> you were Melanie just like randomly direct messaging me on Twitter, being like, you have to hear this. And it was all like herbal. Her new single is musical theater. It's a cover of. That's why I said that to you. Yeah, her new single is. Um, I don't know how to love him. I don't know yeah. how to love him from freaking Jesus Christ Superstar. So that was hilarious. Oh, I like that song. <laughs> uh, so yes, we are back to discuss Glee. Um, oh, n- nothing all that exciting in Josh Land. We went to a kamikaze this weekend, and I bought a whole bunch of comic books from uh, little. I, I go to I go through comic book conventions, and I walk past. If you ever go to a comic book convention, even comic comic con still does it. They have special areas just for indie comics, just for guys that like you know publish their own book yeah. and stuff. And I just walk up and down, and I wait for somebody to say, "Hey, can I show you my book?" And then I buy it. Like <laughs> like if you will take the time to pitch me, I will give you ten dollars that's my rule i mean admittedly the ones that you've purchased recently that are self-published the the art is incredible i don't know about the story mm. but the the art is incredible it would at least get me burger to, force to looks awesome i'm, What's to- the I'm one way with, excited like, about the pulp- oh that one that one's really cool that's like yeah. very 1960s british spy you know it, it looks very much like the original avengers to me um but you have you got the one that had come that that sexy pulp cover to it when you got a comic-con Oh, which Actually, one was that? Sexy pulp cover at Comic Con. You talked to the guy. You bought oh, the yes, pulp it was novel. called uh, Tramp Stamp. Tramp Stamp. Yeah. <laughs> he's writing. It was this guy who's writing pulp novels, but and I'm like, like, I 60s, love old pulp novels. 60, 70 pulp. Yes. Yeah. Welcome, Tickle Talk. New to the chat room. We have. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I can't find the number here, but we have lots of great people in the chat room. Thanks for joining us on Yay. our new night. All the uh, know, all Monday. these goodies are in the house because we have a new episode of Glee to discuss the premiere of season four entitled "The New Rachel,", the new Rachel. and uh, we opened up with "Call Me Maybe," the song everyone knew they were going to do, uh, and I'm glad they just got it out of the way. I actually thought they handled it pretty well. No, as, as, I like no honestly, honestly, like Glee excels <laughs> excels at being self aware, or that's mm-hmm. when it excels. When it's self aware, they're like, Let, "We're just going to do it." It's it's. Call me maybe. You knew what's happening. Yeah. Here it is. First song of the first song of the season. Let's get it done with. Yeah. And don't act like you didn't have fun because you know you did. And it, and it was Absolutely. cool that they they totally did. They were like, we're gonna do. You know, it was like, what song should we sing? The song of the summer. Call me of maybe. Course. Okay. And as we were discussing just before we started, I'm usually the guy who doesn't like whatever's popular on the radio. But that song is like perfection. Like in 30 years, Carly Rae Jepsen is gonna be at the county fair in Ventura singing Call Me Maybe and people are still going to like love every second of it. I mean, that you hook know, is golden on a cracker. and It's just perfect. But I actually think she has more talent than that. I mean, to to sustain her beyond a one hit. Well, she's no, 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 no. She's, well, technically she's already <laughs> had two hits with The Good Time, which, I, which I'm like taciturn on, but I've, I've ultimately decided <laughs> that the song is a good time, so it's a good time. And did you just use taciturn in casual conversation? Interesting. <laughs> I guess this show isn't quite casual okay. conversation. Very nice. Big ups. Big yeah. ups on that. Uh, but yeah, so they did call me maybe. It was fun. Um, and usually off the top, we kind of uh, we kind of take temperatures on the episode. So Jennifer, first episode of season four, the new Rachel. Go to me first. What did you think? <clears throat> I give it a solid B. Solid B. Solid B. Ed. Oh, sorry. If, no, if, we can ex- if, we can discuss later. Go ahead. 
if if they can maintain see the thing the, the awesome thing about this season the awesome thing like we always we constantly debated like you go you go back to the archives on are they gonna focus on the college are they gonna focus on high school yeah. no the answer the answer is both because there were too many filler episodes in season two and season three and this, this is how they'll prevent that is having multiple storylines in multiple location and I'm afraid that this may not be true only because I'm only because I'm so nervous only because I'm so nervous but but I want to say it before it's before, so I can say it when it, when I believe it to be true. <laughs> season four is the new season one. I want to say it before I, while I can believe it, and I can believe it right now. <laughs> like that's like I'm I'm like afraid. Season four is the new season one. That I'm afraid that I'm gonna like go back and be like, oh, why did I say that? No, <laughs> no. At this moment, I firmly believe it. Okay, now in I want to support that. I really do because I want to believe it too. But was it was it based on the caliber of this episode that makes you say that or do no, you no it's is based it the potential on the, it's based on the tightness of production that's cl- like the tightness of production the multiple story arcs and they flow together well the new rachel worked on two levels <clears throat> at least two levels the rachel being rachel being new and marley being the new rachel like mm-hmm. that's that's what this show needs to be about now in the chat room, oh, okay. Sarah ten thirty one just said, "Ed is totally jinxing it." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because that's what I want for it. I want it to be all that. But the reason I gave this episode a solid B because I was a little underwhelmed. I well, I thought why, it was fine. Tell me, tell me more. I, I I thought everything was perfectly adequate, and in some instances, a little better. But nothing knocked my socks off. I watched it three times and must have wandered away random times throughout each viewing and it it, it, it never grabbed me it never grabbed me and it it didn't just like grab me by the throat and say listen bitch this is what we're doing (laughs) in no moment did i ever get like lack is it lack of a like a main like there it i i will i love subplots and it's kind of like it kind of like everything everything kind of was like a subplot it was one big subplot but i there's so much of that that i love and so much of that that you know like (laughs) If you took those elements of subplot and those elements, like like when they did, okay, so when the new girl and Rachel did their, you know, their 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 solos together, I love that sort of thing, and I love how they thread it together, and I love how you know, like, wow, so you know, oh, the new girl is the new Rachel, but then you're like, wait a second, Rachel's reinventing herself, so she's really the new Rachel, and that's fantastic. And I loved the subplots and I loved the interaction between all the other students, and I loved how they really like everybody was a part of it. But it just at no moment was I like. But okay, but no, this but, is but good. what really make what really really <clears throat> makes this good is like before you could have like grouped people together and been yeah. like oh that there, well maybe there's maybe there is some exception to this list. Well yeah. not not really you could okay you could yeah. group people like you like you could group people together like Mercedes and Tina you're like kind of just like group them together but now. With like essentially unique slash Wade replaced Mercedes. Oh, exactly, but, yeah. But like it's like they were totally being self-aware when Brittany was like, "Oh, you got a new haircut," because that's all that essentially happened. <laughs> all they did was replace like Insert all they did new was replace friend. Mercedes was the character they wanted to write for. Yeah. That's all they did was yeah. like, "We're gonna replace Mercedes with someone they want to write for," and they and it shows. It yeah. shows. And I actually liked all the new people too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I liked all of the elements. It just. And I, and I, you know, I'll give it a week. Maybe it was expectations. So, you know, I will distance myself well, what, what, like, what were you, like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I came into this, I honestly came into this fearful <clears throat> of the episode. I'm yeah. like, 
I'm like, I don't like, I like, I don't want season four to be the last season. I don't want them to just give up. Yeah. And I know, th- I know they weren't giving up, but it, it, like, it's it's been it's been it's been a rough season three. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> so think I was, they gave up. I think they actually did a very very solid job. I was just expecting to get you know you know that sort of like you know kick in the teeth like we're back and I you know it was all very good. I'm sorry, Josh. Josh, what do you think? <laughs> it's funny because I think this is the longest on the podcast I've gone without talking. That was really <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, my I have a I, I as usual. I think we we managed to find three different ends of the spectrum, which is why the show is so entertaining. Um, the the thing, I mean, my favorite review of the episode was um, arguably my favorite listener, listener Wes, who I often want to cuddle like a teddy bear, um, who said. Glee was Glee. Out of 10, I give it a Glee out of 10. Like, yeah. <laughs> it exists in this world where Glee cannot be... Comp- you can't even compare it to Smash, which is its closest on-television brethren. Mm. That said, I liked a lot of the songs. I thought it was a cool return. The, my concern is I feel that if, the new if, directions... If, if every episode is this quality, we'll, we will see season five. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think that the the challenge I'm having right now is I think, one, um, the New Directions plot lines are feeling a little too close to just more New Directions. Like, we're back to season one with New Directions. That said, I really like the concepts of them being popular and having to deal with that popularity. That was a really cool change. Mm -hmm. And I like the aspects of them trying to find their footing. Um, And I thought that was a cool change. At the same time, I think that as much as I like what is essentially the spinoff they said they might do, right. <laughs> like where essentially they, they were like, should we do a spinoff? No, we'll just do that in Glee too. Right. Uh, so we're now going to well, have... Well, it's, it's going to save the show. I mean, I don't know if it's going to save the show, but you're you're looking at a Glee club right now that lost essentially... I mean, if you're looking if you're looking at season one Glee Club, you lost all of its stars. Like Blaine, yeah. Blaine is arguable. Yeah, and it's and it's so they can't get rid of him. So I understand why they're doing it. But then I'm also having I'm, at this point, I'm a little, or I'm a little kind of worried that the New York plotline is going to become every I moved to plot moved to New York to be a star story. Yeah, but they, they already they already set up the they already set up the uh, the, the the future. They're like. The, the freshmen only have two times this thing. This debate, like they, uh, this debut, and then the mid-season, like the mid-season regionals episode. They already set it up. They're like, mm-hmm. like I was like, I was like, yeah, the dominoes are in line. Totally, just knock them over, Ryan Murphy. Just I mean, knock the, over. I'm excited for it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of cool aspects of it, but I think the struggle I'm having with the new characters because I think that's going to be the big linchpin of this episode, or, or this season. Are we going to start to care about the new directions without Finn, Rachel, and Santana? I, I, I'm already in love with Marley and Jake. Like, honestly. And, like, and I think that what's happening is by calling the episode The New Rachel, which, by the way, didn't only have to do with Marley, though I think everybody kind of read it having to do with Marley. It was actually more about the crew itself and then Rachel herself finding The New Rachel yeah. in New York. That What I feel is that they, cre- they added, you know, arguably the three new characters in the Glee Club are Unique, Marley, and Jake. The problem is Unique, Marley, and Jake are actually three new characters, and they're not... I don't think that the show had enough balls to let them be three new characters. They really don't have that much in common with Rachel Puck and 
uh, and Mercedes. However, the show itself is trying to make us think of them as the new Rachel Puck and Mercedes, rather than just letting them breathe and be new characters. And I totally agree with you, Ed. I really like Marley. I think Jake is not the right actor for that role. I think he's, I don't understand why he's so angry. It's kind of unrealistically angry. I think that that actor could much better play a certain level of angst that isn't so showy. Um, And it wouldn't be so unrealistic. Like the concept, I don't know. I just, it just didn't sell for me, but I love unique. I love having him there. I love how he's pushing the boundaries of what the group will take. This is the group that's all built on tolerance. What's the one thing that could make this group say, you know what? Let's pull that back a little bit is a kid walking around in a dress and a wig. I think that's fantastic that he's there. And Alex has grown as an actor exponentially since last season. He only had like four episodes last season. He's already a 10 times better actor. So I'm totally down with that. The fact that Damien is not there bugs me a little because I like him a lot more than Sam, but that's just me. Uh, So it's like I'm totally, I want the show to let the new characters be the new characters and not try to force them into being Noah, being Puck, and Rachel. They can can never be the new characters. They can't, can't, but the show wants them to be. No, the the show wants to remind you of the magic of season one is what it's trying to do. I totally agree. I I do agree with that. For me, it's like, it's like, ooh, ooh, day, Oh, and yeah. and yeah, Kitty, the new Queen, I couldn't. No, care but, less. but, but, but the, could no, not she's care a Quintana. She's like, she's yes. more Santana than Quinn. Exactly. No, You're she's, totally right. she's a Qu- she's a Queen. She's a Queen Santana Becky mix mixed up in a bowl. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Like, if, if if like if this if like there, I feel like Glee in this episode, like like they like they could have not tried. Like I know, I know you. I understand all your faults, but they could have done nothing, and they like at I least totally agree. They they threw they threw something down. Whether whether we liked it or we didn't like it, they like here it is. Here is Glee season four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I think it was a solid setup. I really do. And like I said, I like the new characters. I liked the you know all of the subplots winding together. I, and I, I, I do like the new characters, and I don't have a problem with them kind of anchoring them to the past because it it. You know, it just solidifies them to the audience. It, it, it will sort of, it grounds them to the audience. It, it allows them to have some sort of familiarity. And I'm sure they're going to go off and be their own people at some point. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. You want to read into the implausible? It's like, okay, how does how does Puck not know he has a brother who has the same last name and lives in the same fucking town? Whatever, whatever. I know, but that's like, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm letting all that go. disbelief is necessary exactly. with Exactly. Yeah, I'm letting, we're doing, I'm letting doing that, that go because I do... I, I like the new people that they brought in. I liked them a lot. I like them a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I think it was a really solid start. But I wasn't I wasn't blown away. Like there was no shock and awe. There was no, you know, like, oh my god, oh my god, what are they gonna do? Feeling afterwards. I am very excited. I'm very hopeful and and I hope you are right. I really want this, I really want this to be the season. And and I even liked, you know, Rachel in New York finding her way. And again, mm-hmm. You know, her her buddy there, um, I have to look up his name. I don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, he's the one I can't remember. <clears throat> but um, He was just there to be what it, we know he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, he's, he's going to be romantic that. Romantic foil. That, uh, yeah, temptation. Drink, All right, drink, everybody drink. Everybody drink. Woohoo. 
It's like it's like the season of third place finishers because Carly Rae Jepsen, third yeah. place Canadian Idol, and Dean Geyer, third place Australian oh, Idol. I'm like, what up? I could what not up? find what place he fell in Australian Idol. I love that third. he has like no discernible accent. I think that's third third, third place. I, well, he's from, he's originally from <clears throat> South Africa, right? But he would usually would have like a British or, or some accent. But he's he's cute. I like him. He he seems. Like that nice uh, touchstone for her. Like I think he's really the support network that she needed to find being in New York. And and I was so happy. Like I actually got a little choked I up when I saw. Okay, that's a very nice way to say a guy who wants to like sweet himself into her shorts. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. He could do whatever he wants. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't look at it that way. Or I wouldn't. I wouldn't look badly upon him if he were. <laughs> Anyhow, can't, you can't blame the guy. Let, is that what let, we're? <laughs> let's play Never Say Never because we're not going to get through these songs. Okay, let's go ahead and play Never Say Never. Uh, oh, there it oh, is. Oh wow, we've been chatting um, for a while. Yeah, we have. Uh, so this is Never Say Never uh, on the Gleeful Podcast. Here we go. Some things we don't talk about, rather do without. Just hold the smile Falling in and out of love Ashamed and proud of Together all the while You can never say never While we don't know it But time and time again Younger now than we That you know why he got the job? That <laughs> tone. Oh my god, that tone. I, he is a very nice. Voice. He does. He does have a great voice. And I have no problem with him as a voice, and I have no problem as an actor. I just think his character is way too overdone at this point. He'll probably become very nice, and he's obviously going to be banging Marley by the end of the season. <laughs> oh no, that's Sam's job. <laughs> Nicely, well played. <laughs> Uh, let's listen to some voicemails hey Josh Janet it's Sarah and Caitlin and I would like to begin with the disclaimer that the opinions Caitlin is about to unleash do not necessarily reflect those of Sarah alright proceed 
Call Me Maybe was so terrible that they made Carly Rae Jepsen sound like she belonged on Broadway. It was so bad that they need to write her an apology letter for that. The voices didn't really go together at all. And on a side note, how can you miss someone before they come into your life? Maybe they should have just done a mashup with payphones. Yeah, got both of those out of the way at the same time. I actually enjoyed quite a bit of it, mostly due to the new characters. I'm almost more interested in them than the ones we've had for years. In my opinion, we shouldn't even focus on New York. It's about time we've had some change. And I really like Wiley. The scenes with her mom were quite sweet, though, honestly, that bird scene stole the show for me. So a character named Kitty on the show only makes me fear for all the cat puns we have in store. She's going to be mean, and someone's going to say, Kitty got claws, or she'll say, Cat got your tongue. Or her and Miley will fight like cats and dogs. In my opinion, New York was the best part of the episode. I love Cassandra. I love how she took Rachel down a peg. She gave her a much-needed wake-up call. That's for Cassandra. I can already see how her story will go down, though. Rachel, you reminded me of myself. You're the best student I've ever had. It's very cliche. And as for Brody, I, I'll be looking forward to seeing you on my screen in the future. Agreed. <laughs> all in all, this episode was not as terrible as I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't as good as I hoped for, especially for a make it or break it season. The weakest week was definitely the quality of the songs, and I don't see it improving in Britney 2.0. I'm honestly looking forward to where this goes, though not nearly as much as I have in the past seasons. I mean, I already shipped Jake and Marley. Sorry, <laughs> like Puckleberry 2.0. Well, we can't wait to hear what you have to say about this new beginning. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Puckleberry 2.0. Wow. Uh, let's wow. get some more. Okay. How about, uh, uh, oh, we, 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 my, so, uh, listener Wes, my brother moves to Utah next Saturday. He's moving to a little side um, city outside Provo. On the 29th, the 30th, sorry. So I don't know where, but he's moving to some Just city outside Provo. Provo. Just, just south. Uh, so, you know, little Utah question. Here's listening to us. Hi, Justin and Ed. This is listener Wes, all the way from Utah. Um, and I just finished watching the Glee episode. And uh, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, that it was... Uh, it, uh, I don't really have a score for it because <laughs> I don't even know how to score Glee anymore, to be quite honest. But... Uh, here's my quick review. Um, Blaine is just as annoying as ever. Kurt is as annoying as ever. Uh, Rachel's just as annoying as ever. Brittany has somehow entered the world of more annoying as ever. Um, <laughs> you need me to, like, stop talking sometimes, I feel like, because, uh, I, I kind of just want someone in, in mid-unique monologue to just, like, slap her in the face and be like, oh my gosh, will you stop it? Because, like, seriously, right? And then, um... I honestly can't remember any of the songs sung in the episode as of right now, half an hour after it finishes, other than Call Me, maybe. And uh, uh, Kate Hudson's thighs are much more frightening than size should be, I feel like. Maybe that's just me. Um, but uh, I had a fun time watching it. Um, all my friends are mad at me for being as cynical as I always am. So uh, <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was an enjoyable night. Um Love the podcast. Uh, excited to hear what you guys have to say on the episode. Uh, bye. Well, so, I understand why you are drawn to his cynicism, Josh. <laughs> well, we have to talk about Cassandra. So Kate Hudson being probably the most highest profile uh, addition to the cast. There was some funny, if you're an old school nerd like me, uh, you'll notice the second she brought out that staff, there was some mad fame going on. She is no I wanted him young. to pound it. Yeah. I, I want her, you know, you want fame? Well, fame costs. 
this is where you start paying with sweat. <laughs> but when she said it, it sounded feminine and awesome and not like a dude. Uh, Debbie, Debbie Allen. Debbie, Debbie Allen. She's no Lydia. She, that was the, she, well, she's the no, second she walked onto screen. All I kept thinking was, you're no Lydia. And that, just, and that was the challenge with that character is she comes on the <clears throat> heels of such a long line of this character. Mm-hmm. I mean, this character, the angry dance coach, you know. Or challenging, motivating. Yeah. We've know, seen this many, many times. Who's not going to listen to excuses. Who is going to give the toughest love out there to get you to be your best. And I just don't see the purest of intentions from Well, I think her. that's the idea is that she doesn't have the purest of intentions. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. But it's just, it's such a hard character to do because it's been done yeah. so many times. And, so and, well. And so well. I mean, and all you have to do is click over, you know, four channels and you've got uh, the dance coach on Smash who is doing almost the same thing, but more lasciviously and lecherously and, <laughs> and arguably more sexy. More. Um, so it, it's, it's, a little, yeah. it's a little hard. The biggest danger, I think, with the entire Rachel storyline is they already have Smash on TV. It's like Smash almost mm-hmm. beat Glee to the punch on this one. She's totally the small town girl who's and if going they're to not, stammer her way to success. Exactly. And if they're not careful, I'm worried that we're just going to be watching the same show twice um that said i don't know i mean i I like kate i liked kate hudson as an actress since i was younger and maybe i just loved almost famous so she gets a pass uh because of boobies what no but almost she was so good and almost famous what are you talking about somebody on this show has to um so i'm i like the movie it's a I, so I don't know, but that said, it's going to be really hard for them to find that. And I hated her number. That song she did was freaking inane. I could <laughs> not even, the lyrics in that song made me seriously like want to punish a homeless person. Just, it was bad. Uh, Ed, do you think she was a good <laughs> enough baddie? Um, I, I mean, I thought there was like underlying, like, like, yeah, she was, she was that character. <clears throat> But I felt underlying issues with the with the alcoholism and the and the like the desire to see her students get famous. Like I felt I felt there was something. I mean, not to say that they, those two things aren't that super untypical, but at least it wasn't like direct c- copy paste. <laughs> I thought I thought there was potential for it not to be, anyways. Yeah, I think I just you know. Okay, I was I was a little harsh in the beginning when I said, you know, she's no Debbie Allen and and nobody could be and but yes, we've seen that. You know, if you've ever seen all that jazz, you know, that Bob Fosse movie, like you 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 oh, see these such a good It's movie. so good. You see these you, you know, these like incredibly tomorrow. talented tortured artists who just, you know, physically, emotionally and mentally destroy themselves as well as everybody else around them. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have seen that many, many times. And I think the I I think, you know, I could have accepted it more easily and I'm, I'm sure I'll warm up to her because you know I'm sure there's something going to happen I'm going to be like sobbing I'm like oh you know she's so <laughs> great but I feel like they showed their hand a little early with her you know I mean obviously this other guy was standing up for her saying you know she's just pushing you to be your best she really helped me and then you see another student come to her and say oh you really helped me I, I wouldn't have gotten this without you and then he leaves and then she goes sigh alcohol you know yeah. it's like wait a second I didn't need to know that you know you were there at this point like I, I wanted to just kind of hate you for a while and build up animosity and then you know warm to the sympathetic side of you no because because if we if we would have Rachel's breakdown without that I don't know it, like 
It, like it made it made it it made it okay. It made Rachel's breakdown okay. Well, I mean, I think it definitely gives Rachel, at least in her mind, upper hand. Because I don't think she believes for a second that that was mouthwash. <laughs> and and, and but that, that top mashup, I, I I don't know how I feel about that. They're like, I bet oh. they wrote the scene. They're like, what song should we do? I mean, I'm sure this was the conversation they had. They're like, Americano is like the one song I'm born this way that I skip. And it's it's and, it's so bad romance. It's bad yeah. romance meets Fernando or whatever was that uh, La Isla Bonita oh, yeah. ripoff. Like it, Alejandro, like I don't know. It's like yeah, it was just like, like I don't know. Like that being said, that and being the said, lyrics in the hook. The lyrics in the hook were, "I want to dance and love and dance that's again." Jennifer Lopez that's song. Four that's seconds it took to write that line. A four-year-old write that lyric, but it wasn't. It wasn't intended to, you know, stimulate you mentally. You were just supposed to have this visual and then see her dance. Like I mean, that's what. <laughs> like, I, and then all of that apart, I thought like I thought visually. I enjoyed her dance number. I had a yeah, big uh, problem my, with my, the dance my friend Jivanka P. Follow her on Twitter. Um, she was like, <laughs> Kate Hudson didn't even dance in the number, so I had to rewatch it before before this she episode. Didn't, and, but I thought it was still edited well. Like I thought, it, like the production of it mm-hmm. was bigger than anything they've done in a while. That was yeah, so I agree. M- my biggest problem with that number was that the whole statement of that number, the reason she was doing that number, is she said, you know what, I've got it, and I can give you guys all the crap in the world because I've got it. And you know what, she hasn't got it. You're right. She was not the best dancer in that number. In fact, everyone was dancing with circles around her, and that's why all of these characters that we've just been talking about, Debbie Allen, the Mm -hmm. character on Smash, that I want to say Steve Coogan? No, I'm totally wrong. Not Steve, who's his name? The the yeah Jack from from my favorite show ever coupling, um and and uh, uh, um, Roy Scheider in yeah, all that jazz so they never actually dance these characters because they're not good dancers if they were good dancers they wouldn't be choreographing anymore mm-hmm. and so the second she started dancing I went you're not that good of a dancer you're good she was fun. Like, like, I was like I rewatched it and I wasn't upset with her dancing. I was like, yeah. it wasn't amazing, but that's it the thing. But the no, statement but of had... that song was, "I am amazing," but and she, she wasn't amazing. She wasn't amazing as a technical dancer, but the 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 sultriness, the passion, the intensity that she brought to the dance, I think she had above all else. And the other thing too is. She just had her second baby. She looks damn good. <laughs> she does look very <laughs> she good. She was flaunting post second baby, you know, body. So good I to mean, her. Like Glee, Glee dance numbers are it. all about hairography. Yeah. With the exception of Mike Chang. She so had fantastic me. hair. Oh my god! I seriously want to grow my hair long again because I want that hair. <laughs> but it would never look like that. But you know. But what yes, we got to talk when it comes me. to New York. The two, my two favorite moments of the episode, hands down, my two favorite moments were fucking Bert Hummel in the car when he says, you can always come back. And then Kurt looks away and Bert says, but you won't. And I started to sob like I'm crying. Uh, I I wanted to punch him at that moment. Which one? Bert or Kurt? Kurt? Bert. Kurt 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 Bert, I want to punch him. I'm like, no one would ever do this. I hate that I love you. Oh, oh, you know what? No matter who your parents were, you could have the greatest parents in the world, but they'll still never learn. (laughs) They'll never live up to Bert Hummel. To Bert Hummel. And I love when he says, you're the greatest dad in the world. I know. Totally. 
without question. Oh. And, and I, I love my parents. They were fantastic to me, and I, I owe them everything. But I don't know. Bert Hummel. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Puff said, should we start drinking to the cursing here? We've actually been cursing all of this episode. Have we? Um, and the, uh, my it, second favorite it, it moment. passion levels. Increased passion levels. My second favorite moment was. Sorry. Uh, yeah, totally. You're right, Ed. Increased, <laughs> this is the most passionate we've been We've had something to talk summer. about. Yeah. Uh, my second favorite moment was absolutely Rachel at the fountain on the phone saying, you know what? It's really hard and breaking down. And it, and I wanted more of that moment. I wanted yeah. that moment for at least two more beats of her just breaking down. And because we, we all knew that Kurt was going to be there and that was going to be a great moment. And I couldn't wait for it. But yeah. I mean, Liam is such a good actress. And that was such a real moment when you finally admit how hard it is and you let yourself be broken for a minute and you know you're not going to be able to do this for very long but you can let yourself be broken for a minute and it's always unexpected when you're standing next to a fountain in an awesome coat and it's just one of those things that like it was so such a great moment in the episode i would have loved for it to go longer but it was perfect and i like that it was against uh chasing pavements which i still think is the best adele song i know i'm alone uh it was just so good so good it's a a very good song (laughs) it's a very very good good song between the two of you (laughs) I, i do love that song (laughs) <laughs> it was funny though that they were like, "Well, we're out of Adele songs. Have to yeah. go back to the first record." <laughs> Again, I like they're they're I'm, not out of them. They oh, can do I know. More. They got more. I do love when they mirror what's going on elsewhere emotionally with other people during a performance. Because I mean, to me, that just it says so much without corny dialogue and you know explicit. You know, scenes. It's mm-hmm. just well, that's that's what really that's what she's special. like. This is like what I've been saying. Like solving multiple conflicts with the same resolution is awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Chasing pavement scene solved Marley's problem and solved Rachel's problem, yeah. which were the two main problems of the episode. Yeah. So that's that's what I want. I want, and it was a group number. I remember. Oh my god! Remember, remember once upon a time. <laughs> I'm bitching about group numbers at the end of episode, and then and then they didn't give them to me. Yeah. <laughs> just like that, like I I am very infrequently wrong. You but don't I know what you was, got till it's gone. <laughs> I was I was wrong about getting rid of group numbers at the end of songs at the I end re- of episodes. Yeah. It needs to happen. Chat room, <laughs> remind me. The title of this episode is very infrequently wrong. <laughs> <laughs> very infrequently. Wow, that, very that's infrequently. better than anything I would have come up with. Let's just do a song. Uh, we'll travel back. Uh, we talked about New York. Let's travel back to McKinley and we'll listen to a bit of It's Time. This song by Imagine Dragons all the credit in the world big ups goes to listener Jack who's been listening to the Gleeful Podcast since long before it was a Gleeful Podcast and was still the Idol Review and listener Jack emailed me uh, months and months ago and said you know what Glee should do Imagine Dragons I don't see why they would because no one's heard of this man but they should absolutely do Imagine Dragons Mid- listener Jack a hundred years ago used to email to defend Megan Joy <laughs> he <laughs> loved Megan Joy and big ups to him nice. she is a kickstarter you should give her 20 bucks uh, so here's It's Time performed by Blaine Anderson Darren Chris here on the Gleeful Podcast I don't ever want to let you down
the top Don't look back Turning to rags and giving the commodities a rain check Ed, are you familiar with the original of this song? Um, have I heard of Imagine Dragons? Yes. Am I familiar with this song in particular? No. I'm curious if the cups are actually in the song or if they just couldn't get, they didn't want to do the Arado cover that everybody does of Tell Your Girlfriend. And they went, let's put cups in this song and just found a way to work it in. Uh, but that was the only part of this song that I thought was a little goofy. All in all, this was a really no, fun that was number. Adorable. The cups were adorable. Don't don't play games. Well, Josh. just it seems like the Arado cover of Tell, Tell Your Girlfriend. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. It's amazing. They're fantastic. They sing backup on the new Passion Pit record, Gossamer, which is fantastic. You should also listen to that. Um, but they're this these three Swedish girls that did a cover of Tell Your Girlfriend where they do it a cappella and they play the drums on cups on a table in this like cup routine and, and everyone was doing covers of this song to the point where like they were going on talk shows and doing covers of this song and so I couldn't tell like is the, are the cups actually from the Imagine Dragons song or was this just their way of like getting the cups in there, you know, like trying to find a way to to use what's in popular culture in this song. Either way, I'm cool with it. I thought it was a fun number. And, you know, uh, Darren likes to sing in the courtyard. We know that. He does it. This is like, what, the fourth time, I guess. <laughs> uh, but Ed... I was curious watching Blaine. How do you think Blaine as a character is going to work without Kurt? Do you think Blaine as a character is still going to be interesting without Kurt around? I think I think the character will finally like have a chance to be a, like something other than like, oh, I'm the most amazing boyfriend you ever had ever, and that's all that there ever will be, and something that's other than the cheating storyline that was like nothing although sebastian must come back please <laughs> please sebastian that's like like if nothing if if nothing else i want C- sebastian back please um and and if i don't know i want I, like it'll, it'll be good to see him like you'll see him like we always saw them interact as a couple and and yeah they probably should have threw us a cliss since they're literally going to be across the country so they should they should have thrown us a cliss is their fault whatevs but <laughs> i'm excited like like it's it's gonna be it could ho- potentially be game changing for brian we could he could finally have a character finally have some flaws that aren't big i guess he did i mean i don't know i don't believe the big brother one enough something that, yeah. I, that I can hold on to i i agree i think we do need to know more about who blaine is as a person on his own like, um, like, 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 like yeah. the song to personality ratio on Blaine is like 
off the charts song heavy and like yes. the song the personality ratio on Tina is like the exact opposite <laughs> like well, to a certain <laughs> extent we don't even know who Blaine is as a character we just know that he sings all the time I think this is why people don't like people forget I think that Blaine and Darren are two different people when you see Darren perform he's nothing like Blaine and I think that really surprises people because you forget that you know like Blaine is barely there as a human being he's just kind of there to sing and dance yeah he's he's just like he's there to fill uh, like he's there to fill the magic void in your life like like <laughs> uh, i i need i need a perfect boyfriend oh here's blaine and i wish he could sing so he could join my glee club oh my god you could sing and you could join my glee club oh great oh great <laughs> like he's filling the imaginary void that pe- that people the real world doesn't have blaine's people calm down <laughs> Calm down. So you hit on something awesome. I'm sorry, we lost Jennifer just a minute. She's her brother is lost, and she's trying to talk him into the apartment. Um, he's lost in his car. It's not like he's lost outside. Uh, but anyway, um, you hit on something great there, Ed. The concept that while I'm watching the Call Me Maybe number, I'm realizing that the four people here that are competing to do the new to be the new Rachel. One of them was in the pilot. <laughs> like, one of them was supposed to be the original Rachel. And what is Jenna Ushkowicz thinking when she's reading these plots where she's like, I'm still having to fight? What are you guys doing to me? Like, you can't cut me a break even now. It's got to be furiously uh, angry, angering. Uh, do you ever think we'll get a full Tina, Ed? Or do you think she'll always play in the no, background? No, no, no. This... I like people. I like. I think we got emails or tweets. I don't. I don't even know where. And she I broke read up it, with Mike. Um, that was that. That people were hating on the new Tina, and I was like, you know what? You, you know. You know what? You know what's good about this new Tina? There's something there. There's a desire. There's a want. There's there's a, there's a minus Mike Chang. Like I'm. I mean, I was all about them being together or whatever. But like it. It was like Tina has dreams and desires, and finally. Maybe that daydream sequence meant something, <laughs> and maybe, maybe when when Glee is all said and done, all those things, all those subplots that they threw aside would all mean something. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be quite awesome. I feel like the show deserves that this season, season finale at nationals. They're not going to win, but Tina needs to sing the show-stopping solo. I think she's earned that. I think it's her turn. She should do a duet with Artie, and they should just go out and sing the big show-stopping solo. No, no, she. No, I'm, I'm, I, they should show, sing against show, all odds. No, no, Boom. like and ending tracks always need to be group songs. You're, no, she needs this needs to be the "Don't Rain on My Parade" moment of Tina's life. Yes, like, exactly. But that was the opening of that of that regionals or <laughs> yeah, of that of that competition. Like it needs it needs to be that. That's what it needs to be. And I don't know what song it should be. But, I mean, they're pretty much, I don't even know. Like, I, I wouldn't say no. Like, I know they like giving her floors to the machine. Or, no, 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 no. I got it. It needs to be. It needs needs to be. And it'll, be, it'll work fine for her voice. Lights. Ely Golding. And it's popular in America, which shocked me. Because I was like, I love oh, that new Ellie Golding single, like, You're Everywhere, was it? No, Something. What? What is no. it? What's it called? Show the lights that stop me. Like lights, the lights. Oh, I don't know that one. I mean, like, like. So how do you? Okay, it's like has the it has the the xylophone sound, 
the xylophone synth at the beginning. Sure, you look it up. I'm gonna play some voicemails. All right. Oh, of course I have it. I'm all right. Here's one. uh here's Annie from St. Louis. Hello, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is Annie from St. Louis. I just wanted to hope that your opinion from the first episode of season four will be soon. I really liked it. I wasn't expecting to like it because I hated season three. So yeah. I can't wait till Blake's on the show, and I want to hear your thoughts about the new character. My favorite is definitely Molly. That story with her and her mom was heartwarming, and I feel like Jake's just a puck 2.0, and I don't know what to think of Rachel's new adventure, so I hope to hear a new show soon. Bye. And here's, let's see, we got another one. Beth from Pennsylvania. Hey guys, it's Beth from Pennsylvania. Um, I'm so excited for the podcast this week. Believe back, um, obviously, literally, but um, I guess as a whole, I feel like figuratively it's back too. Uh, maybe it's just premiere um, excitement, but I don't know. I felt like it was back to season one, early season two. Well, except for Brittany, early season two. But you know that energy and, and um, positive. Uh, mojo, I guess, for lack of a better word, that the show kind of had early on. So I'm really excited. Uh, I think Marley has a beautiful voice. Can't wait to hear what you guys think about her. And, um, you know, please stay consistent with um, keeping Tina down. So I uh, can't <laughs> wait to hear what Ed has to say about that. Poor Tina, who will never be the lead of this group. Um, and, yeah, I just really excited to hear what you guys have to say. Um, if I could give, like, a five-word review kind of flash question, I guess it would be, What's so revolutionary about it? Uh, definitely want to hear what you guys have to think about that. So, can't wait for the podcast, and I'll be tuning in. Thanks. Bye. I don't know. I I wouldn't say it was a revolutionary. No, it was. It was a. Re- it was only revolutionary, like in terms of Glee verse. Yeah. Is that is that like we've been <laughs> at least at least for the past year we've been in a glee rut. Like we've been like stuck in a box where like where people are like trying to move like people are in high school trying to move on with their lives and they're but they're still there and they can't like you can't like just leave high school. That's <laughs> that's a stupid decision. Not, not every stay in stay in high school kid, not everyone's gonna be freaking Katy Perry. You're not all gonna be so lucky, I promise. So like it just needs to it just like like they're they're like out of the rut. It was revolutionary in the fact that like now they could now we we are breaking this the the ice on who's the lead singer. Like Blaine can't possibly sing every number, but before <laughs> but there was a time on Glee where Rachel could have sang every number. Yes. So so they, like like the, the dice are being rolled and will it, will they roll twenties? I don't know, but I'm willing to wait to find out. I think the challenge. Uh, we should talk a little bit about Marley here. Um, you know, the, the, the challenge for Marley is what bothered me is when they called the episode the new Rachel. And I remember on the Internet, the Internet was kind of advertising her as the new Rachel. Like it got pegged on her. And I don't know if it was ever really meant to be her. Like, quote unquote, the new Rachel was ever meant to be her. But that's definitely how it got in- interpreted. And I really like her, and I like that she's not Rachel. I like that she seems a like, little hippie I like, I like her and... for all the, re- all the reasons that she's not Rachel. Exactly. And so I think that the show kind of did her a disservice, or maybe just the internet reception did her a disservice by trying to compare her to Rachel. Because I think she's a really nice singer. You just can't but compare not, to Lena Michelle. Rachel. Rachel, yeah. Rachel, Rachel. There's just no comparison. Marley isn't the girl uploading YouTube videos of herself and getting made fun of every every 
every day by cheerleaders. That is, like exactly. that isn't Marley. Like Marley is has her own storyline. She doesn't want to be Broadway. And like I'm I'm glad that they made that known. It's like it's like it's like it, it was pointing out all the ways she wasn't the new Rachel in yeah. saying, but she's replacing like the Rachel spot. Like they they needed that female, that strong female leader. And unfortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, Tina will never be that person like it just it's just not within it's not within her power it's just not within her power and and so how did we feel about the the mother storyline like the challenge with the mother storyline was i felt they wrapped it too quickly i thought it was a neat storyline and again like i said at the beginning i liked the concept of seeing these glee kids being popular and how that would change their personalities and change their behavior and kind of challenge them but the mother storyline marley's mom being the lunch lady wrapped up so quick like it's, that's something we could have kept the, around it's called for they don't want to deal with it yeah later they don't I mean, play, I'm, I'm not upset with that. Like, you know what? It provide like, like we, we are being introduced to the character. It wasn't like a filler storyline. A filler storyline would be something that happened that we didn't. The character showed no growth, and we learned nothing about the character. If we, if A or B happens, it's not filler. That's that. <laughs> even if it only lasts in one episode, we learn something about the character, and that's like like uh, like it need, we need to learn. We need like something needs to be learned, or they need to change. That is that is the qualification for what makes it non-filler. <laughs> yeah, every episode they have to learn something and change, and then be back the next. No, episode. no, no. No, one, one, no, that's the thing is they can't change. That's why. That's why I'm excited about <laughs> the new Tina, the Tina Cohen Chang Chang Chang, the C three point There you C- go. C3PO. We got this. A uh, very cool message from listener Marie. Uh, let's take a listen to that. Hi, this is Marie from Atlanta. I left you another voicemail, but I was just looking at this Glee fashion Tumblr thing, whatever, and that sweater that Marley wore that was supposedly from Walmart that she tried to say was from J. Crew is actually a Marc Jacobs sweater that cost $168. <laughs> so I, I just found that amusing, and I had to share it with someone, and I no one else I know watch this Glee or would care. So I told you. Hope you I'm found that ironic because I did. <laughs> we yeah. care, Bye. and that's awesome. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and that's so television, too. It would have been funny to actually put her in a Walmart sweater. I mean, would anyone have noticed or cared? It would have only provided some vague authenticity. I don't know. Uh, but yes, and we have one more. Uh, we have so many voicemails. We're only going to be able to get to one more, but here is that one. Hey, Gleeful Podcasters, it's Shalaria. I know it's been a long time, but, yeah, life. Um, have to say, I absolutely loved Season four's opening. I haven't loved a single episode all the way through like that since Season 1. Granted, I've loved a lot of them, but none of them made me want to keep watching. I did not want it to end. Granted, there were a couple of moments. Mike Chain broke up. What? No, it was supposed to be, yeah, okay, I suppose it's realistic. But anyway, I absolutely loved it. I mean, not all the songs were my absolute favorite, but none of them made me want to claw my eyes out. So, hey, and I, I did. It was just, it was so wonderful. I, I just, I really enjoyed it. So, looking forward to hearing you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. And, uh, gosh, that's about all I've got. Ed, do we have anything else to discuss with the episode? Um, I mean, 
the epicness of New York State of Mind mashup. I was like, oh my god, I was like, maybe this time all over again. And I was like, maybe this time. <laughs> the problem with the New New York State of Mind mashup though is when they said. I'm going to sing New York State of Mind, written by Billy Joel, popularized by Barbara Streisand. In which universe is that true? There's no universe. In, in, no, it's in, in which the universe in Rachel's mind and Unique's mind, which are the two, the only two characters that said that. No, Rachel said it, and Marley said it. No, no, watch it back. I just watch it. No, what, Unique what happened? Said it. Watch it back. What okay. happened was it cut. She was like written by what it says. Rachel's like written by Billy Joel, popularized, and then and then it cut next scene to unique in the audience by Barbara Streisand. I did not catch that. I so, thought Marley said it. So so in like in their universe, in their in their personal Gleeverse imaginary worlds where Blaine's exist, that's <laughs> that is that like it makes sense. Like 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 that like it made sense within their characters' motivations. Well, within. The reality of humanity. <laughs> within, for me, within, for me, it was popular. I don't want. I don't want our children, the children of America, to believe that New York State of Mind was popularized by popularized by Barbara Streisand. Mind, <laughs> in my mind, it was popularized by Kimberly Locke in season two of American Idol. Wow. That's the first time I heard that song. So. <laughs> oh, you're breaking my heart. Um, that that was a really nice number. That was, I mean, I think all the songs were good in the episode. I just didn't like. Not there weren't a lot of them. Yeah, there weren't a lot of like indelible moments. Like moments we're going to continue to to watch forever. You know, it was it, it, they were they were just a little but passable. Th- this is Operation Get Glee to season five. That's what season four is <laughs> like. Like it's it's like Ryan Murphy's like. I, I feel like he's like in the writing room. He's like, it do, it doesn't matter. Just just make like just throw the crazy storyline out there and let's make it happen. Like like we could crash and burn in season five, but people don't believe we're gonna get to season five. So let's 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 get the crash. Well, I want that. I want that. No, no, but abandoned. but they're there. But they're, I'm they're sure there's com- definitely. I know they're building safely and slowly to that. At least that's the indication I got from this episode. Again, I've you know I'm actually discussing it right now. I've upgraded from a B to a B plus. All right, but I'm still solid. I, I want, I, solid. I want, I want a little bit more reckless abandon. You know, hmm. I want to take the leap. I agree. I agree. I want those moments. I want, like, you know, I want episode two where Quinn says she's pregnant, and I spent 15 minutes at episode saying, "There's no way this is true. This is a dream sequence. It's going to turn out to be wrong." Like. It would be nice to see them throw balls to the wall, but I don't know, you know, they haven't done that in so long. I don't know if they even want to anymore. I don't even yeah. know if that's the point anymore. Um, w- shall we uh, Shall we wrap it up, Jennifer? Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I'm sorry. I had to step away and I'm... It's all good. Not really sure what I'm jumping back into. And the only, the <laughs> only, 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 only thing that made me really mad this episode... They saw, they saw multiple people during their Glee auditions. Mm-hmm. Multiple people. The page is worth of people. And then when they released their final list, it included nine people, which everyone knows. Yeah. From season one, you yeah. must have 12 people to compete. I'm like, it's called filler people. It's okay. Not everyone can be Rachel. And literally, no one is Rachel. Okay. So, no. I, I agree. But again, like... In the, you know, forcing myself to suspend disbelief here, or to not suspend disbelief, you know, just to, to <laughs> go with it. 
it pisses me off. Like, why is Sugar still there? I know. Because she's why not is talented. Sugar there and not Lauren Zeiss. I was having this conversation well, today. And it's like, but well, why were other talented singers? Like, if they're going to be, you know, that inclusive of everybody, if they're going to be that, you know, like, understanding, accepting, and welcoming, <laughs> why is she still there? Why are good why singers is, not making the cut? Why is she still there and not, not that, that black kid that I can't remember from season one? Like, there, there are so many questions in this universe. Oh, it was, it was, it was yeah, Mike and, what's his face, never had any lines. What was his I name? Say, I want to say Mario, but I don't know no. for sure. Mike and <laughs> Anthony? I don't remember. Don't Mark. I, w- I want to say Mark. Mario, but I Mark? could be wrong. Is it Mark? I don't remember. Oh. I'm sure someone in the chat room has it. Um, well, that's pretty much it for us. Ed, would you like to thank any iTunes reviewers? Um, my thing isn't pulled up and my internet's being slow, so I will do it next week. Please review us if you haven't reviewed us. And yeah, that, that, I, I, will, I, will, I will read them next week. It just didn't pull it up. I was just excited. I was just like, <laughs> this episode, like, okay, I w- lack of sleep plus crazy working plus this episode was amazeballs. So, yeah. Awesome. I like amazeballs. You can also find us online if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight. You can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Winnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Gleeful Podcast and join the conversation with the listeners. Still have some t-shirts left on the website. You want to buy a t-shirt, but I think that ship has sailed. Uh, but we broke Aww. even... We broke even, and that's a winner. I, I, in my I have book. a question about. I have a question about this, these T-shirts that I want to. I want to talk to you about, Josh. All right, uh, but uh, that's about it for us. Uh, before we go, Ed, I have one question for you. Yes. How many episodes until we get Gangnam Style? Oh, I... uh, Gangnam Style. Um, I mean, who knows? Three. I don't. Time I just three. Song on the radio. I was like, oh my god, Korean pop on the radio. What's going on in this world? And also, we've been listening to that song for like two months, though. That's the funny thing. Like Josh sent me the video yeah. like two months ago. <laughs> it's true. My other question is: Are there any other Britney Spears songs? <laughs> like uh, next week plenty, is all that like next, music. Well, Do you want me to read next week's song list? No, but I want to be surprised. With the, with, Without, I mean, you should you should know. Hold it against me. That is that is not breaking anyone's vow of silence. Seriously, you're not supposed to build an entire song off of a Chevy Chase joke from a movie from 1987. You're not mm. supposed to do that. It's just dumb. Uh, so, for the Goop Podcast, Josh, Dan, and Adam, Josh. He's Josh. Yeah, that's yes. him. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said I said for the clip podcast, Josh, and I'm Josh. I'm Jen. <laughs> All I heard oh was God. the hover. I'm like, can I you say I'm Josh? Consonants now. I'm too cool. <laughs> You're for not consonants. Christopher Walken. You can't do that. That's the other title of the uh, show. Too cool for consonants. Too cool. Uh, <laughs> well, and, hey, I'm and, Jen. And I. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I said I. Just, I, just, I like at this moment. I just don't want. Like I just don't want this moment. Like I'm. Like, I don't want. There's a part of me that doesn't want thir- like Thursday to happen or Wednesday, whatever the episode's on. <laughs> I, I don't watch it till later because I'm a, like I'm a, like in this moment I am like 100 percent in belief that season four is the second coming of season one, and and I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid I'm afraid Josh, like the <laughs> like the skies are clear but you know it's 60 percent chance of rain like you know you. No. Well, and you you're shining. For sure. You're shining down all over the world, except where season three strikes. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. Sunshine! <laughs> Sunshine. Okay, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> night. Should I give up or should I just keep on chasing pavements? Should I just chasing Jennifer, you want to know the first time I heard this song? When was the first time? Yeah, on the plane back from Spain. It's a true story. <laughs>